0: Partnership between uh, WCCO Radio and the Star Tribune editorial board for a number of years, well before uh, the partnership here on this show. We continue it with uh, John Rash and Patricia Lopez right now. John and Pat, thanks so much. John, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Tomorrow is one year after the insurrection. Uh, When you think about what we are talking about today, and what we've been talking about the last few months with the reaction from the January 6th commission, the comments from the president, news coming out on various texts from Mark Meadows, and now uh, Sean Hannity, very close to the president, very close to Mark Meadows, his text coming out. When you think about the present and a year ago, give me the topics that jump out
1: most to you that this has developed not just into a national shame, but an international incident that's undermining America's role in the world. And it's alarmed allies, emboldened adversaries alike, and is really turning into something that makes it difficult for our closest friends to trust American democracy, which was once held up as the model for the world. And it's strengthened autocrats Who look at U.S. democracy as something to condemn, tell their people they don't want to live under such a system and grow emboldened such as Vladimir Putin has done with Russian troops on the border with Ukraine and Xi Jinping and Chinese menacing um, Chinese troops and aircraft menacing Taiwan as just two examples. And perhaps the only thing that can change that international image at this point is a reckoning with what really happened. Two bold Republicans, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, as well as several Democrats, are leading that charge on Capitol Hill, and the country would come out a whole lot better if it wasn't being done on a nearly completely partisan basis, but only two Republicans are willing to join at this point. Nonetheless, it's important to get to the bottom of this, which is what all these subpoenas are about, and for people to truly understand and reckon with not just an attack on the Capitol, but our democracy.
0: Pat, same question to you.
2: Well, um, I mean, you know, there's so, there's so much that's left to be done. Um, You know, the Kinzinger just said that um, they're looking at Trump's role. That's about a year overdue. Um, We really need to get um, to the truth of what happened that day. Um, The full, the full accounting And to hold those people accountable, Um, I talked recently to uh, a member of our congressional delegation, uh, Representative Dean Phillips, who said that uh, one of the tragedies of this is that uh, many of the insurrectionists who were present that day are going to have their lives forever changed by the actions that they took. They were misled and misinformed by many people at the top who may well wind up getting off scot-free because it's so difficult. Uh, it's going to be so difficult to prosecute them, um, and I, I think that that is just shameful. And we need to take every step we can to restore um, our credibility um, to to ensure that something like this can never happen again.
0: Let's uh, talk about the latest that has been a big story. And Pat, I'll start first with you, Sean Hannity. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, very successful on Fox, very close mm-hmm. to the president. I would. Joke, but meant it. I, I honestly think Sean Hannity was one of the, the five to ten most influential people in the White House just because how much the president relied on him, their communication skills. So now we have the text coming out where it's very clear that what Sean Hannity was saying either to Mark Meadows or to Jim Jordan or to, to other individuals is very different than what he was saying on air expressed his concern about the lead up to January 6th um, in in the Meadows and Jordan text. It's, uh, he's very concerned about what the president saying, he says, the president should never, ever talk about the election anymore. Just land the plane. Let's end this. How to you, Pat, how relevant is that to this story? And how much time should the committee spend on that?
2: Obviously there are limits to Sean Hannity's influence because none of those things seem to have had any impact whatsoever on uh, Trump or his uh, remarks. So there's that. Um, I, I, I don't really care about uh, Sean, Han- Sean Hannity and you know, whatever advice he was giving um, to the president. I, I care much more about what uh, Trump was doing at that time, um, who, uh, who in the congressional who in Congress was uh, communicating with him. You know, Sean Hannity is a TV figure. Um, He's going to do whatever he's going to do. But the people who are responsible for our laws and upholding them, that's who I want to see held accountable.
0: John, the uh, former president was planning on holding a press conference tomorrow evening. He has canceled that. He put out a statement. Once again, blaming the committee and saying he will answer all of these uh, questions and raise points when he heads to Arizona next week for a rally. What was your thinking when he initially had scheduled that? And the reporting suggests that people close to him convinced him this was not the right decision. What do you, what do you think about then his decision to, res- to to cancel it, not even reschedule, cancel
1: That perhaps some of those supporters got to him because what it clearly would have done is even more closely associate him with the events of january 6 2021 and what he should do if he really wants to set the record straight as he suggests in this eventual talk in arizona is talk to the congressional committee and if he doesn't have anything to hide then he can tell that or he can tell the truth which is never too late to do it's highly unlikely of course he would answer such a subpoena or voluntarily go before them. But this is part of the same stilted uh, uh, depiction that he has of the events and which has morphed into the big lie of the election being stolen, which has really taken hold among many Republican voters. And is a narrative that has pretty much seized the party and may soon seize the nation via the midterms, which will immediately Turn into the 2024 presidential race. This is not a small dynamic, but it is really the defining one in many ways, uh, especially as if time, the perception is that time is ticking on the Democratic majority in Congress, and they're quite concerned, as so many citizens are, about voting rights and other issues like that. So I think that's going to be a big part of the agenda coming up in the next few months.
2: Yeah, nobody should hold their breath thinking that uh, Trump is going to clarify anything at that rally in Arizona. That's not going to happen. What he needs to do is come before Congress, just like anybody else, um, and obey whatever subpoenas are issued.
0: Although we've never seen a former president appear that way, have we? And I get I've never seen this happen. We
2: never had a former president do what he's done
0: let's uh let's finish with this and a a little bit on what john had to say and john i'll start with you Uh, democrats the last five six months did not have a good year right afghanistan was not handled uh in a way that most of us thought it, it should have been handled uh covid uh has not slowed down uh they did pass the infrastructure bill but they did not pass build back better um Where's the balance for Democrats? And it's reflected in in very poor approval numbers. Where is the balance for the Democrats when they still want to get things done? They want to get these numbers up higher and not spending too much time as important as it is. It was horrific. I want to see everybody appear. We should never forget about it. But for Democrats to as much as they're looking at January 6th to make sure that they're looking ahead. So basically they don't get their butts kicked. Uh, This upcoming fall.
1: People rightfully want tangible action on issues that will improve their lives. And certainly some, if not many of those aspects were in President Biden's bill. It's quite clear, however, that the president is not able to get this through the U.S. Senate in its current incarnation. So they have the options of doing nothing, of working closer with Senator Manchin on a version that he eventually could support or trying to reach out to Republicans, more moderate ones, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins are two names that immediately jumped to mind and start from scratch and figure out what can get through. And, you know, no less a president than Ronald Reagan always used to suggest if you can get half or more of a loaf, then you should go for it. um, Because of course, you know, they don't have the ability to completely get everything through that they want due to uh, dissatisfaction from their own party, let alone, the Republican reluctance to go forward with such prospects. So I think that they really should focus on the future. I concur with you. They can do that while they're still having this committee investigate January 6th.
2: Pat? Yeah, Congress undertakes multiple things at one uh, at one time. Um, they can push for these kinds of things while not letting go of their focus on uh, getting to the bottom of what happens uh, on that day. Both Both things are extremely important.
0: Always appreciate it folks. Uh enjoy the week and we'll uh we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks Jeff. Patricia Lopez and John Rash from the Star Tribune right here on NewsTalk 830 WCCO.